0: Muslim Radio Weekly is sponsored by Greenvine Market in Plano, providing customers with a flavorful shopping experience in a vibrant atmosphere. Learn more at greenvinemarket.com. Muslim Radio Weekly Conversation and updates from the sports world.
1: Sports Talk (laughs) Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Sports Talk. I am your host, Hamza Saraswath, and we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to cover last week's divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We're going to preview the upcoming championship games between the Bengals and the Chiefs, as well as the 49ers and the LA Rams. And we are going to talk about these NBA East and West All All-Star, All-Star Starter selections. So hopping right into the divisional round, that was possibly the greatest weekend of football ever. Hands down, it's really tough for me, for me especially, because I've really been watching football and sports like hardcore for maybe like five or six years. And uh, it's hard for me to think back to games that were that good, let alone back to back to back to back games on the same weekend that were that good. Just hopping into the first one, the Bengals versus the Titans. The Bengals, the ultimate underdog this season. The Titans are the number one seed. They had A.J. Brown healthy. They had Julio Jones healthy. They had Derrick Henry coming back, uh, supposedly healthy. Uh, he didn't look like himself, which, which is you know not surprising. They said he was 100% ready to go. It, it, it really didn't look like that. But um, the Titans were the number one seed for a reason. Uh, they sacked Joe Burrow nine times, and the Bengals still won 19-16, to a last-second field goal by rookie kicker Eric McPherson. He's was drafted in the fifth round, I believe, and there's this really cool story that I saw on Twitter. Obviously, you know, it's verified and stuff, um, that when they were lining up for the field goal and he was coming onto the field, he told like the player next to him. He's like, "Oh, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game," and that's the type of confidence, that's the type of swagger you need your kicker to have, because you know if you watch football and, and if you listen to podcasts and shows where football players are on, and they're talking about you know the dynamics of the locker room, um, the the relationships between different like player uh, like player groups, skill positions, offensive line, defensive line, stuff like that the kicker is kind of left out of the conversation. Most of the time, uh, you know, I'm not speaking from personal experience, but but from what I've heard from different NFL players, again, on these podcasts and shows, is that, you know, they're kind of a little disconnected from the team at times. Um, And I don't know, Eric McPherson seems like he's part of the team, you know, Um, uh, you need your kicker to have that mentality because they have one of the most mentally uh straining jobs you know just it's a it's a lot of pressure even to just kick a normal field goal let alone to do that in tennessee's house you know against the number one seed in a playoff game in the divisional round after you've already beaten the raiders your defense picked ryan Tannehill off for the third time joe burrow passed to jamar Chase, passed to jamar chase who, by the way, is the Offensive Rookie of the Year, put you in the position to make that game-winning field goal. And he went up with that swag, with that confidence, and he knocked that kick right through the middle. I mean, I was going for the Bengals. I still am going for the Bengals. We'll get into that in a bit. But um, that was just the first game of an amazing weekend, right? We go to the second game, 49ers versus Packers. I'm not going to lie. I thought the Packers were going to win. If you listen to the show last week, uh, my brother had the 49ers winning. Um, I called that the Packers were going to win. I was wrong. Um, And I also said the Titans were going to win last week. Let let me backtrack a little. My heart wanted the Bengals to win, but for some reason, I thought that the Titans, the the number one seed, that it's not even for for some reason, it's the logical pick. You know, they're the better team on paper. I didn't account for Ryan Ryan Tannehill's first pass of the game being an interception and his last pass of the game being an interception. But uh, we move, right? Uh, You can't be right about everything. But 49ers versus Packers. Terrible weather. We all know Lambeau Field. The Packers had home court advantage. They had home field advantage. So I don't understand how or why they lost this game. Uh, Um. Jimmy Garoppolo, he gets a lot of flack and he takes a lot of heat for not being a very, quote unquote, like a very good quarterback. But he's not as bad as people make him out to be. Obviously, I'm not a 49ers fan. I don't watch every single one of their games. And I know he does have his turnover issues and stuff like that. But he was making throws early in that game that his receivers and even George Kittle one dropped right through his hand. Um. They just weren't catching them. And and it took this really crazy sideline grab from Kittle to really bring the 49ers back into the game, Uh, 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 you know, especially on the offensive side, right? Defensively, they showed out Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. Um, Who else do they have? They they have a terrifying defensive line. Um, A lot of first round picks on there. Um, they, They, you know, they, Aside from that first drive, the Packers really didn't do much. Uh, they had that first drive, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, that connection was on fire, the running game on fire, and then it kind of just got, you know, burned out. I, I, I don't know exactly what happened. I know it's a tough weather game, but that's the reason home field advantage at Lambeau Field is so important. Green Bay is supposed to be the one that can play in that weather. They're supposed to be able to feed off of their fans. Granted, 49ers fans travel very well. I don't know how many people from California or other 49ers fans would have gone to Lambeau in that condition. There was a fair amount of red shirts in the in the stands you could see. And I'm talking from experience. I used to work at a uh, store in the mall near my house that sold jerseys. Um... Uh, Great Vine Great Vine Mall. Um, and this one weekend I it was sometime last year that the 49ers were in town coming to play the Dallas Cowboys, right? And this is like my first first month there. And the Saturday before the game, you just see like dozens and dozens of 49ers. Like they just came in and they're just buying Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys. They were they're they're all decked out, you know, and, and they really do travel well. The 49ers, they have fans all over the country. Um, and they they travel well. And and I'm surprised at how like the Packers lost. I mean, the, the 49ers were a good team, they are a good team they have a lot of cool pieces. Debo Samuels. I saw this TikTok the other day that said he's like a top like five receiver in the league. He's not there yet, but he's a really good receiver. George Kittle easily top three tight end. Um, they're running attack. Kyle Shanahan, one of the best coaches in the league. And, uh, I still counted them out. Uh, Cause I thought Aaron Rodgers, um, who some people consider the quote-unquote goat which it's obviously Tom Brady at this point and especially after this playoff loss I I don't know where I would rank Aaron Rodgers but um, yeah now there's a possibility of his retirement is he going to move to a new team Uh, the Packers offensive coach actually just got hired to be the Denver Broncos new head coach. So is he going to go to the Broncos? For some weird reason, there's been like a lot of rumors behind that uh, over the past few years, like two or three years, that he's going to the Broncos. I don't know where those came from. But uh, there's a lot of questions to be answered in terms of the Packers. And the 49ers, we're going to get into their matchup against the Rams, a divisional rivalry, right, a division rivalry. Uh, We're going to get into that later in the show. Now, moving on to the next game, the first game on Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. After I watched this game and the Chiefs and the Bills were coming up next, I was like there's no possible way that the Rams versus Bucks can be top. That was in my top 5 games that I've ever watched in my entire life at that point. I mean, it was cr- the Rams' defense is is, is the real deal. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, right? Gaines, number 51. They have Jalen Ramsey in the uh as a corner. They have great safeties, great linebackers. They can cover you. They can, they can play any scheme imaginable, right? And they gave Tom Brady fits because Tom Brady really didn't score much until the second half of the game. And just the turnovers, the fumbling back and forth, back and forth. Cam Anchor, Cam Akers nearly cost the Rams the game. Of course, Brady comes back in, in typical Brady fashion. And and then it took a blown coverage. Matthew Stafford's coming out game that he is the real deal, that he's not just pure talent and will never amount, like it will never live up to his potential that throw to Cooper Cub down the field to set up that game-winning field goal by Matt Gay, their kicker, that's big time for Matthew Stafford. I think the main story from this game is that Matthew Stafford balled out. Granted, granted, him and McVeigh almost gave, gave this game away with that with that snap that went over Stafford's head, uh, the, the the fumbles with Cam Acres. Like the, the Rams, I felt like they wanted to give it to the Bucks, And I, I knew for a fact, unless Brady is down by like 28 with 30 seconds left, that's the only time I'm ever going to count Tom Brady out. I don't know if I'm going to have the chance to do that again. You know, uh, there, there's rumors that Tom Brady might retire. Personally, I want to keep seeing him play. Um, he's the GOAT and it... it, it there's a reason when you call someone the greatest of all time, there's a reason it's held in such high regard because you don't get to watch those type of players that often, right? They're once in a literally once in a lifetime generational talent. Michael Jordan for many in basketball. For football, Tom Brady is the GOAT. In my opinion, hands down undisputed, no one's better than Tom Brady. I can say that with certainty with certainty, just the stuff that he's done, you you can't talk about stats, seven rings, seven Super Bowls, and he's been the main and and he's been one of the main reasons they've won every time, right, the the amount of comebacks he's had, that 28 to three alone should put him in GOAT status, and look, I hated the Patriots, I hated Tom Brady, but you know, respect has to be given where respect is due. Tom Brady's the GOAT, whether he d- decides to retire or continue playing. I don't see him playing for another for more than maybe another year or two. But, you know, it was a pleasure watching him play. And it, I almost thought we had another miraculous comeback. Moving on to probably the game of the century. The, literally, it, it's the best game since 2000. It, one of the best games... In NFL history, the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, one of the best quarterback quarterback matchups in NFL history, honestly, probably the best quarterback matchup in NFL history. This is a week that I've had to, to you know, kind of think of this. This is not spur of the moment. You know, um, you know, prisoner of the moment type thing where I've just watched the game coming off of that high. No, that's literally the best matchup in NFL history. I mean, the last two minutes of the game was ridiculous. Patrick Mahomes is on his way to being one of the greatest of all time, greatest athletes of all time with that 13 second comeback. By the way, I'm just throwing this in there. The Cowboys had 14 seconds, but uh, we're not gonna talk about that. They literally had 13 seconds left and Patrick Mahomes came back. Absolutely ridiculous. In the next segment, we are going to get in to the AFC and NFC championship matchups.
0: Greenvine Market is a new international halal store located near downtown Plano by 18th Street and K Avenue. They have a vast assortment of exotic groceries and bulk goods. Fresh Produce Selection, Halal Meat Shop, Kitchen, and Bakery Cafe. For more information, check out greenvinemarket.com or find them on Google Maps and Yelp.
1: Sports Talk. All right, getting right into it, we're going to talk about these AFC and NFC Championship matchups, starting off with the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. They did play earlier this year on January 2nd, The score was 27 to 24. The excuse me, the score was 34 to 31, with the Bengals winning on a last second field goal. Joe Burrow threw for four touchdowns and 446 yards. Sorry, that's a lot of F's right there. And um, Jamar Chase caught 11 passes, 266 yards, and three touchdowns. Let that sink in. 266 yards and three touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs. Granted, their defense isn't the strong suit, but still, that was a ridiculous game. And he is an amazing player. I didn't think he would be this good coming out of college. But let's get back to this game, this matchup. Patrick Mahomes didn't play particularly well in their regular season matchup he threw for two touchdowns, uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Tyree kill. No one had a really special game. Um, I believe that might be the week where Tyreek Hill let me down in fantasy and I lost in the playoffs. I'm not sure. It's really not that important. I just thought I'd th- throw that in there, but, um, yeah, uh, Mahomes didn't lose them the game. Uh, Burrow just played well. And the, and the Kansas city defense kind of just let jamar chase run all over them i mean he had that ridiculous like 70 plus yard touchdown where he caught it in the middle of like four people made them all miss ran the length of the field he had that touchdown where he was um targeted down the field um uh, ward a number 35 on the chiefs knocked the ball out of his hand and then proceeded to gritty on jamar chase you know that's his signature move his signature dance when he scores Jamar Chase then comes back a few plays later, mosses him in the end zone, and does one of the best gritties I've ever seen. This matchup is going to be dynamite, right? Patrick Mahomes has hit his groove. Joe Burrow is the second coming of this next generation of young quarterbacks in the NFL, especially in the AFC. I mean, let's go down the list real quick, right? This is not like, you know, my best young quarterback list. I'm, I'm just talking about the best young quarterbacks, right? We got Patrick Mahomes. We got Josh Allen. We got Justin Herbert. We got Lamar Jackson. We got Joe Burrow. In the NFC, we got Kyler Murray. Um, I would love to throw Daniel Jones in there, but that's just not true. Um, well, I mean, it's a lot of good young talent coming into the league. And, I mean, you know, I just talked about that Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes matchup I don't know in Joe Butter we we trust (laughs) in Joe Shiesty we trust I'm going for the Bengals I'm not saying they're gonna win but I'm going for them you know I it would be one of the best underdog stories since maybe the 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 Giants won their last Super Bowl in 2011 Or, or you know probably since the Eagles won their last Super Bowl I guess I have to give them a bit of credit but um, seeing the Bengals in the Super Bowl, they're just fun to watch. And not to mention their defense is pretty solid. Uh, granted, not a lot of people can st- stop Patrick Mahomes. And they really didn't. 31 points isn't really a good defensive, you know, game. But they did what they could against a top two or maybe the best quarterback in the league. Um, they They have some good pieces. Uh, you know their pass rush is decent. Their secondary is better than a lot of people give them credit for. They're well coached. Zach Taylor. There's a lot of question marks about him, um, coming into the year, and you know he showed that he's a he's a pretty good coach. Joe Burrow showed why he was the number one pick two drafts ago, and uh, this is gonna be a fun matchup. Now, going on to the NFC Championship game, we have Jimmy Garoppolo versus Matthew Stafford, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams. This is going to be a fun one. The last matchup between these two teams, and as I mentioned before, they are divisional rivals, was in Week 18. The final score, and this is where I messed up before. I'm sorry about that. The final score was 27-24 to in overtime. The 49ers beat the Rams to make the playoffs. Eventually, they beat the Cowboys. Then they beat the Packers. And now they're going to have to go through the Rams, their divisional rival at SoFi in L.A. uh, to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, This is going to be a tough call because pretty much the 49ers only weakness is Jimmy Garoppolo and as i said before i think he's not as bad as people make him out to be um and i also mentioned before that McVay and Stafford kind of had their you know their signature comeback game especially for Stafford uh, i i'm just not I'm kind of torn on this one. I I, I really like Debo Samuel's. You know, he's so fun to watch. George Kittle, when when they mic him up, he's just a treat. You know, just to to go on the the NFL channel and just you know just watch those like mic'd up series back, especially when they have George Kittle on. Uh, I like Nick Bosa. Their defense is cool. Kyle Shanahan is has long been due a ring. It's just it's his fault with the Falcons, he was the offensive coordinator there. They lost to the Chiefs 2 years ago in the Super Bowl. Um yeah, uh, this this is this is going to be a tough one to call. And and if I had to say it right now, my gut and my heart <laughs> they could be completely wrong, but my gut and my heart it's, it it's going with the 49ers. They some super gremlins, you know, if you've seen that um, that video they come out to uh, with the boom box and all that. Um, yeah. I got I got Devo. I got Kittle. Hopefully Jimmy Garoppolo shows out. And honestly, I wouldn't mind if the Rams won either, because, you know, Odell, I, I, as a Giants fan, I still love to see Odell winning. I still love to see Odell playing winning football. He obviously wasn't the reason that the Browns were, a, you know, were a failure pretty much this year. Um, I wouldn't even put a lot of that on Baker Mayfield, um, cause he was injured. I mean, honestly, okay. Yeah, you're injured, but you're still going out there to play. So you're expected to perform well. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation, but, uh, the, the, the Browns have some things to figure out, but I'm happy to see Odell in the position that he's in Matthew Stafford. It's been fun to see him kind of break out of that shell that he was, uh, in, uh, when he was on the lions, um, and, uh, yeah, so I guess my predicted Super Bowl is the Bengals versus the 49ers, which is uh, it's pretty out there. It, um, I hope it I mean, that would be a fun Super Bowl to watch. Honestly, when you get to these like championship games at this point, any matchup, usually every year, any matchup in the Super Bowl would be fun to watch. Except maybe the Chiefs versus the 49ers, because I'm not a really a big fan of, like, rematches. I think it would kind of turn out the same. Um, but, yeah, uh, let's see. And, again, for the Bengals, I'm going with my heart here, right? Uh, I want to see Joe Burrow. And I, I, I tend to root for the underdogs, as, as most people tend to do. And, uh, yeah, I, I got Bengals and I got 49ers. And that's going to be a fun Super Bowl if that ends up happening. Um, yeah. So that's enough of football. Let's move on to the NBA All-Star selections, the starting lineups. As of right now, they're the only ones that have been announced. Um, let, let me just go over the list, and then we'll get into the real controversy behind these lists. Uh, we're going to start with the East because there's really nothing wrong with it. DeMar DeRozan, uh, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, yes, I made a point of saying his last name. <laughs> and Joel Embiid is having an MB, uh, MVP season, I might add. And then we move on to the West. And and, and I'm going to say what we all are thinking. Andrew Wiggins does not deserve to be an all-star. All right? No hate. No hate. I'm going to name the rest of these starters right now, and then we'll get into what I think about Andrew Wiggins being an all-star starter. All right? Uh, Stephen Curry, John Morant. He deserves that. Jaw's a dog, man. Jaw deserves that all-star starter selection, right? No bench, right? He deserves that. LeBron James, obviously, year 19. In my opinion, he could be the GOAT. I still have to, you know, do my research. I still have to come up with a solid opinion on that. Nikola Jokic, MVP last year. He's also having an MVP season. And Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter I guess he's listed as a forward I guess but you, you could have put Luca in there you could put Donovan Mitchell in there you could put Chris Paul in the starting lineup you could put Devin Booker in the starting lineup Dev uh, uh, okay Aside from Chris Paul, any of those three, they could be listed as a forward. In this day, in this position, positionless age of basketball, they, they could be a forward, right? Who do I? Okay, right. I mean Luca, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Now we're going on to to, to players that haven't gone their first All Star selection yet. Dejounte Murray on the Spurs, having an amazing season, pretty much averaging a triple double. Um, just that's literally like four or five players off the writ. And now I'm not saying they're not going to make the team because they're probably going to be on the bench. But for Wiggins to be an all-star starter, and I'm going to read his stats out. 18 points, four rebounds, two assists. Is that all-star period? Is that all-star quality numbers? Now I'm just saying this straight out. I'm not talking about starters or the bench. Is that all-star quality numbers? In my opinion, maybe on the bench, maybe. But there's so many other better players. I I don't I guess it's fan voting that that somehow got him into the And look, no, I'm not hating on Andrew Wiggins. He's a good player. He's finally found a role where he fits in in the NBA on the Golden State Warriors. And he's averaging 18, which is really good in the NBA. To average 18 points in the NBA is really hard to do. For someone as athletic as Wiggins and as as much hype was around him coming into the league out of high school and, and, and all that, I, I guess maybe it's a little underwhelming for that amount of hype that was around him. Number one overall pick. But he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. And I don't know. I there, again there's no hate to Andrew Wiggins. I just don't see how he's an All-Star starter. Yeah, that, that's just my opinion. Um everything said on this show is my opinion. Thank you all for listening to the latest episode of Sports Talk and I hope to you guys listen to me next week. Uh, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
0: Conversation and updates from the sports world. Sports Talk.